steadily grew from that point. So we're talking 12 to you know 15 people to currently like the, this uh, last Sunday, we're well over 300 people. And wow. uh, we're, you know, pre-COVID, um, our average, this is before COVID was a thing, um, was significantly below that. So we're about 130% of our pre-COVID average. Wow. Um, and so just the growth has been phenomenal. The, the people um, are amazing. The, the new families, young families that are coming, it just brings lifeblood to the church. Um, our services are full. We are creating a culture of invitation, connection, and belonging. This is the Church Report Podcast, exploring challenges the church faces around the world. Brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. Now, here's Scott Camden. Hey, this is the Church Report Podcast, where we engage in conversations about the church, brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. I'm Scott Camden, and I serve as the Advancement Director for the Rogo Foundation. And today, I'm joined by a great friend of mine, a campus pastor for Sandals Church, based in Southern California. Uh, his name is Brian Burson. And today, he and I are gonna talk about the signs that your church is reaching your community. Hey, Brian, how are you today? Good. How you doing, Scott? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you so much for making some time to connect with me as we um, tackle this question. Again, signs that your church is reaching your community. And I thought that you would be the perfect pastor for me to connect with because you have been doing such a phenomenal job reaching the Banning and Beaumont communities and some of the other communities around that area um, that are right around where your church is located. So mm -hmm. could you give people maybe just a little bit of, um, I'll say an overview of the type of community that your church is situated in? Yeah, it's interesting. I've been um, a long-term resident of the general area. I actually um, was born and raised in Redlands, live in Ukaipa, um, but very familiar with Beaumont and Banning. Um, and actually, the community of, of Beaumont and Banning is rapidly changing. Um, it's the third year running that Beaumont is the fastest growing city or second fastest growing city in the state of California. Um, wow. So there's just a, an intensity in terms of um, building. Um, houses are cheaper than Orange County um, here. And so people are moving out and purchasing homes that they couldn't otherwise afford. And so uh, it's just dramatically changing very quickly. Um, there's a, a main thoroughfare called Highland Springs Avenue. And there's um, one side represents Beaumont and the other side of the, the road represents Banning. And on both sides, there's just um, just an immensity of construction going on. And so it just it's a thriving community. It's growing rapidly. Um, and we're this uh, small church um, that is off of a street called Nicolette. And uh, there's uh, different pockets of, of the community in Beaumont Banning, um, and we're trying as best we can to engage um, each of those different pockets of the community. And so it's just, it's really been a, a fun adventure for me getting here in July of this last year and connecting with community leaders and uh, just people from our, our local region. And so um, it is Definitely the key with regard to our goals and, and focus on this, um, part of it has been um, just getting to know the community leaders. Um, we uh, right off the bat connected with the police chiefs of both Beaumont and Banning, um, both who have a heart uh, for their communities for obvious reasons. 
and uh, getting to know them and also the uh, fire chiefs of each of those areas. And then also the mayors. Um, I have uh, the mayor of Beaumont who actually attends my uh, Thursday men's advance group. Um, and it's just fun getting to know him and to getting to hear his heart with regard to not only community, but the issues that they face and with growth comes not only people, but problems. Yeah. And so um, it allows us to engage in that conversation about how we can help and participate in um, that as much as possible. So gotcha. Gotcha. So let me, uh, a couple of clarifying things. So you've been in, I guess I should say happy anniversary if I'm not mistaken, because you've been in for a a year, right? One year. One year. Yeah. And we celebrated our three year anniversary as a Sandals church this last Sunday on 4th of July. Um, Yes. And so it it was an anniversary, not only for the church, but also for me being here on the campus. Yes. Okay. So the church has been a Sandals church location for three years. You have been the campus pastor for one year. And yep. when it comes to uh, starting to reach your your community, when you were placed in as the new campus pastor, you immediately started to identify what it sounds like to me are uh, people of influence in the community that could give you great information, intel yep. on the community, things that are working, uh, areas that are struggling, immediate yep. needs that are present. Um, yep. And you did that by going after those who lead first responders, uh, city yeah. leaders, uh, you know, uh, government officials in the community. And what started to happen in the community or what are some things that you have seen over the last year that helped you understand that what you were doing, the strategy you had developed and begun to implement with your team, that it was actually working, that it was yielding fruit? It was interesting. The way that it started was not necessarily strategic um, as much as it was a necessity. We um, had fires that broke out um, in the summer of 2020 um, in the area and were burning very close to where the church was. Um, And so we decided because of the, the significance and the impact in the communities of not only Ukaipa, Cherry Valley, Beaumont and Banning, um, those communities were impacted by these fires and so many people were evacuated that we had this facility that wasn't being used um, during the week for the most part. And we had air conditioning and we had Wi-Fi and we had access to getting just, you know, cold drinks and snack foods and all that kind of stuff. We decided to open our facility up to the community. And we started posting on Facebook and to different community groups on Facebook, just to let people know, Hey, we're open and available. And we want people to, you know, if they're just uh, in transition from their house because they're being evacuated to get to the next place they're going and they just need a safe place to come, then we, we announced that. And as a result, we started having connections. The mayor of, of a banning came in and we connected with her and she connected us with, um, some local fire chiefs, and we provided some resources um, just through them to the community. Um, and then we had local TV stations. They used Cal Fire used our facility for a um, a community meeting, um, a town hall meeting to inform the community about the status of the fires. And it was televised. We had three different, no, four different um, TV stations, including Discovery Channel here, Channel Two News, Fox Eleven News. We just had, uh, you know, so we, we were able to provide now not only a community, a resource of a cooling center um, during this time, but also um, a place 
where our local fire departments could communicate to um, our community and to um, our citizens about what was happening with the fire. And, and it was just, it, it was, like I said, it wasn't necessarily a strategic plan, but it yeah. gave us a gateway. And it actually, I just felt like it was the favor of God. Um, yeah. We made relationships through that. And um, people saw that, man, this church, this, this uh, church out in Banning, um, the Sandals Church is has a heart for the community and desires to minister and make themselves available. And, and then after that, we got involved in a uh, Farmers to Food Box um, program, which was you know a federal program to get um, food to needed needy families during the COVID crisis. And so uh, we became a conduit of transporting from our Hunter Park campus to our our local campus. Um, to liter- literally hand out boxes of food to um, more than two thousand people over the course of you know several weeks, yes. and uh, it was just a it was a neat opportunity to get people right onto our property and for us to you know pray for people and intercede on their behalf and let them know hey we're here for them and if we can be of benefit to them in any way that that's what we want to do uh, to the extent that we can and so the community again saw that that. This this church out in Banning wants to help and is providing in very practical ways. Um, yeah. But and and informing them, hey, it goes beyond this. That we have services and and we want to avail people of an opportunity to um, connect with the church and to hear um, the word of God taught, and then also connect with a community of believers um, who will love on them like a family. So and I, that's I really think, the yeah. yeah that's well. That's where I think that there was some of the strategy that. Um, I had witnessed you guys implement was, you know, the, there's the the old saying, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. You guys yeah. saw immediate, urgent needs in the community. You guys were were agile. You jumped at the opportunity to serve the community. You loved on them. You helped them get through some very difficult seasons, but you looked for the opportunities to share with them what God is doing at Sandals Church Banning. You invited them out to events. You followed up with these people and you really worked to grow relationships with the people that you were originally connected with because you were serving them. And and, and that really uh, was an effective way of reaching your community. Can you talk about the growth at your campus, you know, as we look at signs that your church is reaching your community, obviously, you know, giving out over 2000 farm boxes over just a few weeks to needy families, you know, uh, serving the firefighters, serving displaced families. Uh, clearly, you're reaching your community by doing those things, growing the relationships with key leaders in the community. Clearly, those are signs your church is reaching your community. But there were also things happening on your campus that you could see week over week that were proving that you weren't just serving people, but that they were then coming to better understand why this church has such a heart for the community and people were getting saved, people were getting baptized. So as we begin to wrap things up here, can you just give some, maybe some uh, uh, insight into what you've seen over the 12 months that you've been there and how your campus has grown? Yeah. Um, it's been amazing, quite frankly. When I came, it was you know in the midst of COVID, um, things were shut down. When we reopened, um, there was only a handful of people that were coming. I mean, we're talking 12, 15 people um, per service. 
We had two services still. Then we moved to the Kite Performing Arts Center um, to, to combine with the East Valley Campus out in Mentone. Um, and we did outdoor services, um, which we were allowed to do. And that just allowed us to see how important it is to be together as the body of Christ. And people celebrated that. And then we went back to our own campuses and steadily grew from that point. So we're talking 12 to you know 15 people to currently like the, this uh, last Sunday, we're well over 300 people. And wow. uh, we're, you know, pre-COVID, um, our average, this is before COVID was a thing, um, was significantly below that. So we're about 130% of our pre-COVID average. Wow. Um, and so just the growth has been phenomenal. The, the people um, are amazing. The, the new families, young families that are coming, it just brings lifeblood to the church. Um, our services are full. We just, in the celebration that we had on Sunday, which was our three-year anniversary, we had like a, a barbecue um, and ice cream social thing after um, our second service and the cafe that we have, which is a pretty large space, was packed with people. You could see the joy on people's faces. Life is yeah. coming back to the church in a big way. And we're celebrating uh, wins every week because the growth has been um, exponential and consistent. Um, and so our team is uh, just rejoicing. We get to celebrate that because it really it's it's the people and that's the fun of ministry is it's it, it really is the families and couples that we get to talk with and hearing their story and what God brought them through. And somehow in God's sovereignty, um, he led them to Sandals Church Banning and we are the recipients, the joyous recipients um, of these people who, who keep coming to our congregation and, and we want to love them well. And uh, we have this this um, saying, this really is our ethos at our local campuses. We're creating a culture of invitation, connection, and belonging. We want people to feel um, invited, get them connected, and then for them to feel like they belong to a family. And that's really, in my opinion, strong opinion, is what's happening here and is part of the main reason people are sticking around. Could you state that again, um, that your, your ethos? Could you run that by? Because uh, that's, I think, just phenomenal, man. Yeah, it's we are creating a culture of invitation, connection, and belonging. I love it. I love it. Pastor Brian, man, thank you so much for taking some time to connect with me today. And for all of you that have tuned in, thank you so much for checking out this episode of The Church Report brought to you by the Rogo Foundation, where we have conversations about the church. And I want to let you know, if you'd like to learn more about the Rogo Foundation, you can do that by visiting rogofoundation.com. And also to learn more about this podcast, uh, you can check out rogofoundation.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for liking this, also for subscribing. And please, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, tell your friends. God bless you all.